with the Smiths with a track called The Headmaster's Ritual from the album Meat is Murder. I'm David Eastall and this is The C86 Show.
Hello and welcome once again and another 60 minutes of amazing indie pop music from the golden decade that was the 80s because I'll be spinning the wheels of steel and going through time, space and genre with probably the best music you'll ever hear on radio. This week I caught up with Hugh Williams from the Swansea-based indie band The Poostics to find out more about life, love and poetry and all that kind of groovy stuff. So because we're going to be feeling particularly biased towards the poo sticks and also I'll be bringing you that interview, interview towards the end of the show. I thought I should start with their classic track, Chord, on tape. Now, it's a very exciting show because I've got vinyl records as well as CDs and very uh, lots of little gadgets and buttons to press. So it could all go terribly well or it could be quite an interesting show. But never mind, it's all going to be worth it. So all I want you to do is sit back, relax, turn up your stereos. This is the poo sticks. In a monster bric-a-brac 
soppy present from a soppy past Must have been from a girl She must have met the world It's not the same It's not the same I never imagined you I'll never dream again Was that really me without a friend Dreaming in the shadow Calm down, chaps. There you go. That is Mighty Mighty with a track called I Never Imagined, all the way from Birmingham. And before that, we had our very special guests for this week's show. Yes, it is the Poo Sticks and the track called On Tape, and uh, because they reference lots of bands, including Mighty Mighty. And I was feeling particularly together this morning when I was putting this show together. I thought, yes, I'll put those two together and it'll make me look like I've really got it well, I'm in charge, which is good because, frankly, today I've got lots of CDs plus some vinyl records that I've sort of been digging out. I'm going to try and play if the equipment allows me, but it's all very exciting. This is David Easel. This is the C86 show. And um, as I said, we've got a lot to pack in and also the interview with Hugh Williams from the Pew Sticks coming up towards the end of the show. But before that, we're going to have one of those classics that we all got down and danced to. This is The Senseless Things and a track called Too Much Kissing. <laughs>
Indeed, there you go. That's uh, We've Got a First Box and We're Going to Use It. Love is the Slug, and that came from the album Boston Steve Austin. And that single, which came out from the album, got to number 31 in the charts. Yeehaw! And before that, we had the Senseless Things and the track called Too Much Kissing. This is David Eastall. This is the C86 Show. And as always, slightly hyperventing with excitement because a lot of these songs come in at less than two minutes because that's what 80s indie pop was all about. Now, I was going through a um, some vinyl records the other day and I came across this four-track, seven-inch single, which was, I don't know who put it out, but it was a local one, Norwich Band, called, um, and it featured people like the Kaiser's Advisors, I think, Carrie Grant's Wedding, and also a band called the Avons, who featured members of the Farmer's Boys, who did various songs, including they covered the Cliff Richard number. And I brought it into the studio, which is very exciting. This is probably why I'm slightly hyperventilating and taking lots of Ventolin at the same time because I've got to try and uh, drop the stylus in the groove and not um, in the previous song. So just bear with me, dear listener, because this could be a radio first. And this is a track called Is Billy There? So here we go. Have I done it or have I messed it up?
times would you be my best friend? Forever, forever. You replied a hundred times, you didn't need a friend. Not never, not never. I saw you cry today, sad tears all down your face. I wanted to scare away your tears. You wanted to find me true. go that is Tallulah Gosh and a track called My Best Friend which features the one and only Amelia Fletcher and before that we had the Avons and that was a track called Is Billy There and that came from a yes four track seven inch single that featured various Norwich bands or Norfolk bands including Cary Grant's Wedding and also the um, Kaiser's Advisors and the Elephants whoever they might be but they did a track called Newcastle Brown. So there you go. If, if anybody knows anything about that particular record, then do get in touch. And you can um, via either Facebook or Twitter. Just go to at C86show and find me, David Eastor, and I always love your messages. And as I said, this week it is the turn of uh, Swansea-based indie band The Poostics, because I caught up with Hugh Williams. And because we've got um, the interview that's going to be coming up towards the end of the show, I thought we should play more songs by the band. And I realised that actually these don't even come, and come in at two minutes. They're mostly about one minute and in this case 20 seconds but it's pure magic this is a track called i know somebody who knows somebody who knows alan mcgee take it away i know someone who knows someone who knows alan mcgee quite well i know someone who knows someone who knows alan mcgee quite well let's talk of a deal with creation with an expensive lady Production. I know someone who knows someone who knows Jeff Travis quite well. I know someone who knows someone who knows Jeff Travis quite well. Now that the Smiths 
have split I've heard he thinks we're going to be it Osmond said to me that we couldn't be on blast first Because we're not wise enough And we don't hurt when you listen to us Someone who knows someone who knows I'm a geek quite well. I know someone who knows someone who knows I'm a geek quite well. Alan McGee, Alan McGee, McGee, McGee. My girlfriend said to me as I was getting up and out of bed.
Oh, feedback. There you go. That is a laugh and the track called Take Your Time, yeah, which came out on an interest in Flexidis. So that took ages to track that one down. And before that, we had the Poo Sticks and the track called I Know Somebody Who Knows Somebody Who Knows Alan McGee quite well, I do believe. Anyway, that one goes out to Roy and April, who I know are keen listeners to the show. This is Dave Liesel. This is the C86 show. And like I said, um, the excitement of this is um, quite overwhelming today because most of the tracks seem to be coming in at two minutes. And I'm never that prepared. I'm slightly prepared, but uh, not to the point that I've only got four minutes to prepare between each song or each set of songs. So I've got something that's almost going to be three minutes. This is the there and the track called The Beaten Generation. When you cast your eyes upon the skylines of this once proud nation, can you sense the fear and the hatred growing in the hearts of its population? and the track called Beaten Generation from the album Mind Bomb 
Boom. Which, um, yes, well, her lead person was Matt Johnson. But I did notice that on guitar was the one and only Johnny Marr from the Smiths. So there you go. After the trauma of being with Morrissey for five years, he cheered himself up with hanging out with Matt's, Matt Johnson. I could imagine him being quite a serious dude. Anyway, this is David Eastall. This is the C86 show. And like I said, this is a Poo Sticks um, special because I caught up with lead man Hugh Williams quite recently. So because all their throng- songs come in at around one minute, Mark, I should play more. Um, this is Heartbreak from the John Peel session. And um, once again, just turn up your stereos. I think you'll like this. Heartbreak is only around the corner. Somebody fetch me, doctor. I said, move a little closer. She said, honey, get your clothes off. Baby, drop your cash. Heartbreak is only around the corner. Somebody fetch me a doctor. I said, You've got nice legs. She said, Baby, drop your cash. Chopping up my stomping thoughts Self-doubt and selfism Were the cheapest things I ever bought And you said love To win the back of love And you said to love To win the back of love When taking advantage of Breaking the back of love
Excitable stuff there. That's uh, Echo and the Buddy Man and the track called, I guess you, you would guess this, wouldn't you? Back of Love from the album Porcupine that came out bizarrely in 83. I say bizarrely because it does, um, I didn't realise that was that much um, part of the early 80s sound. And before that, we had the Poo Sticks and the track called Heartbeat, which I have to say, the lyrics were great to that song, Drop Your Kegs. She, he read, he sung several times. So anyway, because of um, doing an interview with the lead singer, Hugh Williams, this is why we've featured three songs and we'll be featuring another song by the Swansea Bass Band before the end of the show. But also I've got the interview that I've, um, I did a few weeks ago with him that's going to be broken up into three bits towards the end of the show. But as we truck on, we have got something from the Red Guitars all the way from Hull, um, mainly because that's, I think, the city of culture this year. And it's also the Spiders of Mars, Woody Wood, Manzi, Trevor Boulder and Rono, who came from Hull. So I thought we should play something from them, but nothing too predictable. This is a track called Dive, which I think is very funky, especially the bass line.
very dramatic and very excitable. That's all the way from Hull, and that's the red guitars with the track called Die from their album, Slow to Fade. And uh, yes, um, if you want to sort of see any of my old shows, I did sort of catch up with Lou Howard, who's the bassist, to find out more about the band. But anyway, this this week, it's all about the poo sticks. And this is the first part of the interview where I asked um, Hugh Williams how the band was formed. And um, it's one of those great questions. And this is his answer. Take it away, Hugh. You know, we formed uh, and and recorded. <laughs> we formed and recorded our first songs kind of at the same time, if that makes sense. Yes. Because it was kind of at first a, a, a kind of a studio-bound thing, I suppose. And it was uh, it was kind of um, August '87. So I think people remember us as a C86 thing, but we were kind of a, kind of a slight reaction to that, really. Or we were informed by it and inspired by it to to a certain de- degree, but we were kind of a year later. Right, because yeah. some of your songs, well, I mean, there was a few which did remind me a little bit of I Ludicrous. Right, OK. You know, there was the one I know somebody who knows somebody who knows Alan McGee quite well. Yeah, there was that, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and obviously, you know, that, that sort of, you know, I'm sure John Peel played it because I was kind of religiously listening to him all the time. So I would imagine that's when I first came across it and it had a sort of cheeky indie quality to it. Yeah, yeah. I think we were we, we, we were sort of fifty percent inspired by that, that kind of C eighty six thing, and fifty percent appalled by it. If that right. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> so there were elements of it that we that we liked, and also we were well. I think we were inspired. We, it was kind of that, some of the groups I really liked, and then others like, oh right, okay. So if they're doing that, I'm sure we can do something uh, as good. And it was kind of so it was. I think sometimes it's seen as being sort of a bit arch or a bit sneery, but it wasn't. I was very young at the time, so it was kind of, you know, I did like some of those groups. But we, you know, that is the early days of it. We sort of quickly grew into something else. And by the end, we, we you, you, you know, the last record we made was as late as 95 or recorded 94, 95. So we were, you couldn't really compare, even though it was still the poo sticks. We, we went through various phases of, of things, really. Yeah. And we could... never lost the kind of... If, if not the indies, you know, we never lost. You know, we were very much a pop band who were interested in songs, and that and that the song side of it got much got stronger as, as the years rolled on. You know, they definitely did. Yes, there you go. That's who Williams from the um, Poo Sticks. Just talking about how the band came together, and I've uh, still got two more bits of the interview. But before that, we're going to go all the way to Brighton for a bit of the Pop Guns, and this is Landslide. <laughs>
Oh, I was having fun with my levels there. Anyway, if you didn't like that, you're probably dead because that was the Pop Guns and the track called Landslide all the way from Brighton and uh, featuring the one and only Wendy Morgan on vocals. Anyway, the next part of my interview with Poustix is about the influence of music or the importance of music, especially when you're growing up. I'm very much of that generation that grew up with pop music was seemingly incredibly important. So even though, you know, it's a little... Little kid, I was quite a sporty, boring child as well. So I played a lot of football, and then a lot, I, I, I sort of did quite a lot of running. I was kind of ran for Wales and stuff as a youth. But I don't know. I mean, I'm old enough to remember, you know, the Bay City Rollers and the Summer of '74 and all those pop records. And then also I had, I've got, you know, I'm a classic example of someone with one older sibling, a brother, who was, you know, old enough to. So in, in sort of '76, '77, my experience of punk rock was reading about it in the tabloids that I was. Um, uh, delivering as a as a paper boy, but my brother was was away in college, seeing all those groups. So even though I was very young, you know, I I, I really like yeah, you know, whatever Eddie and the Hot Rods and and the Jam and and certainly the Buzzcocks and things like that. So I was buying records and consuming pop music from from a very early age. So, yes. Yeah. All those things, basically. Well, it's interesting because I might be of slightly similar age, but my brother was a bit older, about seven years, and he was really into prog rock. Actually, he was not into punk at all. He was. Yeah. He was of that generation. He was having, you know, the Yes albums, Barclay James Harvest, um, Genesis, the whole lot. And I sort of was young and was very excited by it. I thought, oh, these are all very interesting. Well, ones. you know, to be honest, the, the, those sort of records that that came into the house were, which is interesting, because none of those. Did, but what did come in, and they were LPs as opposed to just the singles, were uh, 10CC, ELO, the New World Record, the early yeah. thing, uh, Queen, who who played, uh, who my brother saw in Swansea in about 74, 75, so all those early singles were bought and listened to, so that was that was as prog as it got, really, a bit of Alex Harvey and The Who were, were, were big as well, Yes. So. Don't knock your prog rock, that's what I say. Anyway, that's Hugh Williams from the um, the Poustics talking about influences when we were growing up. Anyway, keeping with the Welsh theme, this is the Darling Birds and Burst. 
Band Sounds, that's the Darling Birds, and track called Burst from the album Pop Said, featuring the one and only Andrea Lewis on vocals. Anyway, this is the third part of my interview with... God, my mic's gone a bit strange. Anyway, Hugh Williams, and this is where I ask him about the Anna McGee creation record story. Um, well, the thing is, I think you have to remember that... So when we started, it was very much kind of... we. As I said, we got together, wrote a couple of songs, which is, which, which is literally on tape, and Alan, and, yeah, Alan McGee the Alan McGee song, as we can refer it to. And and we were not a band that were, you know, we, we weren't interested in recording sort of demo cassettes and sending, sending them off to creation records. That You know, we basically wrote on tape, pressed it up as a 100 copy, uh, like a white label, hand-coloured yeah. the labels, you know, Xerox to fold over sleeve and a placky bag. And that was, and we did 100 copies and that was it. You know, we... we and we 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 met James Brown at Enemy, or sent one to him, and John Peel played it, and it all happened really quickly for us. In that sense, it was still, you know, yeah. So we pressed up another hundred records. We put out a ridiculous kind of uh, five one-sided single box set, uh, and then we got a distribution deal with Rough Trade, and and and, and that's the thing is that at the time that the the in the, there was a very strong independent infrastructure that you could sort of plug into if you if you were fortunate enough and that that's what we did quite quickly and were, um, and were you surprised with the sort of the success or the popularity of the band uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think sometimes people you know refer to the poostics as alter rounds or underachievers or whatever and I, you know in in our eyes we're, we're massive overachievers so um, uh, you know, I mean, we ended up signing not one but two major. You know, not that signing a major deal is the, the, the market success. It was we knew, it, but we knew at the time that was the beginning of the end. But we were kind of, 
you know, there's a we were kind of around productively making records for about seven years, and it was very we we kind of we were in control as much and knowing as, as much we we knew what we were doing pretty much all the time. I mean, we were offered a major deal very early, and we were kind of it was around '88 with I think Warner Brothers, a couple of other labels, and we were really really not interested and knew our limitations at that point, but we. When Great White Wonder came out in '91, we'd got to the point where we were selling quite a lot of records, but were limited. In we were still that record came out on Cherie Records in the yes. UK, but it was basically made by us for Fierce Records, which was which was which was our label or Steve Gregory's label, who was obviously did the group with me, and um, and actually we were affected by rough trade distribution went down. We were owed some money. We literally didn't. Have money to press the record up. That that record would have come out on Fierce otherwise, and it came out on, on Cherie Records, and that was then led to us being offered another major deal, and we thought we were ready for it at that point. Or, right. Or not. Anyway, there you go. That's the story, all part of the story, with the pop guns, and um, that's the last part of the interview, and that's the end of the show, sadly. Anyway, this has been David Eastor, and this has been the C86 Show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and also for Hugh Williams from the Poostics for giving me the time for that interview. And I'm going to leave you with one of those other classic songs from the band. This is Indie Pop in Noise Pollution. Thank you.